Welcome everyone to a brand new episode of Nikolai's Kitchen. My name is Nick. This show is all about scratch-made food and positive energy. If this is your first time here, welcome. Thank you so, so much for checking out the show today. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. Thank you so, so much for continuing to support my little dream of making the world better, one dish at a time. Today on the show, I mean, it's October, it's officially October, we're into the fall season, and that means we gotta start busting out the recipes with pumpkin spice. (laughs) I know, I know, we gotta start busting out the allspice, the nutmeg, the cinnamon, and start throwing it into literally everything. And that's what we're gonna talk about in the back half of the show today, as I break down and give you a recipe for pumpkin thumbprint cookies with a delectable cream cheese buttercream frosting absolutely absolutely amazing i can't wait for you guys to check it out and while it was kind of a disaster the first time through it was a little bit of a disaster so i will leave that to the back half of the show where you can find out you know just nick's kitchen brain i I guess gotta be like hashtag nick's kitchen brain like can we actually like get that as a thing like i think i should put that on a shirt along with let the heat hit the meat wherever you're listening to this whenever you're listening to this i hope that you're doing absolutely incredible Take a few moments today and just do a kindness for yourself. Be kind to yourself and then spread that love, kindness, and positive energy out into the world around you and try to make the world just a little bit better. If you want to hear more from me, I've been guesting on other podcasts recently and I'm going to be guesting on more coming up in the future. I was over on Movie Reviews and 20 Qs talking about See How They Run link for that will be down in the show notes and i also joined billy on we watched a thing to talk about clerks three keep in mind both of those podcasts are not safe for work so just keep that in mind and in the future i'm going to be on another episode of movie reviews and 20 cues as soon as we can not run into some kind of disaster when we're trying to record it and i'm also going to be visiting uh, my good friend gerald over on two peas to talk about top five tv deaths I think that's what it was, TV death, something like that. But the links for all that stuff as they happen, as they premiere on their respective channels will be down in the show notes. But do keep in mind that most, if not all of those are not safe for work. Just keep that in mind. Today in the positivity segment, I wanted to reflect back. And I know that this segment is usually about reflecting back. It's usually about me kind of looking back at who I was or looking back at the things that I've experienced in my life, the things that I've done in my life, and kind of trying to share that out there with everyone. And today it's, you know... 
probably the only reason I even still keep Facebook at this point is just because I see these memories come up and late recently, not lately, recently it occurred to me or recently I saw a post from someone that I follow who kind of lamented this idea of Facebook memories of, of being haunted by these things from the past every year coming up and reminding us of, of, of these terrible things that have happened or whatever. And I think that that's kind of all in how we use our social media, right? I think that if you use your social media to be negative and to spread negativity, then you're just going to be revisited by that. And you're just going to have that same feeling kind of come back over you when you see it again a year later. But if you use your social media to spread positivity, to spread kindness, to just share your journey, to try to lift people up and inspire people. Well, then when you see those things a few years later, then it can kind of inspire you all the more, just kind of remind you how grateful you should be to have the life that you have. That's why I have it still. And that's what I really, really love about seeing these things. So I want to read something to you. And this is a poem that I wrote. October 18th, 2019. So October of 2019, I was still living in Endicott. I was, you know, almost a year away from meeting Rebecca at that point. And, you know, myself and my ex-wife were, you know, in the process of separation, but she wasn't moving until the end of the month. So she was still there. And basically for like the whole month of October, I had to kind of come to terms with the fact that my marriage was ending and not only the fact that my marriage was ending, but what did that mean for me going forward? What did that mean for my life on the other side of that? Because I very consciously faced this set of circumstances and I, and I very consciously said to myself that I can get lonely and I, and I can get, you know, I can despair. I can, I can get into despair and feel really, really terrible. Like I'm never going to have anything. Like I'm never going to be anything or, or I could look at it as a new door opening. So I want to read this to you now and then kind of add some other thoughts to it. I turn the page, and suddenly I don't see words. The whole story stopped mid-sentence, halfway through. I flip through the rest of the pages, all blank. A white abyss from edge to spine. I flip back, I see these words. I flip to the end, empty. I flip back, I see these words again. It was then that I realized. I reach now. I don't know how the story ends. I don't know just what happens then. And I rested my palm on the page and breathed and rested and smiled. I closed the book, ran my fingers down its spine, clutched it tightly and breathed and rested and smiled. Then I slid it into the bookshelf and I paused, wondering and waiting wondering how it would read years from now, 
waiting for it to happen to me. Then I looked at the book, tucked neatly away, and I realized I wasn't waiting for it. It was waiting for me. I closed my eyes and saw all the amazing things coming in my life. The faces of friends I haven't met. The lips I haven't kissed. The laughs, the laughs, and the love, and the love. I sighed, whispered goodbye, and I remembered I'm alive, and I breathed, and rested, and smiled. And when that came up in my memories today, I really... You know, and there's a there's there's things I see in my memories that obviously there were times when I was struggling and and, and and different things, but that right there, just reading that, seeing those words there, reading through that, that was me dialing it out. And I, I've talked about it before, like sending my energy out onto my own timeline, like sending that energy out, saying, "Nick, you're gonna be okay." You're going to be okay because this whole, the, all these pages in this book yet, they're all still blank. They're all your story yet to be written. And that's what you have out there waiting for you. That's kind of funny because I had seen this and I had shared it and everything. And I've been trading messages back and forth a lot lately with my friend Deb. Because Nano is coming, Nano Rimo, and she's a fellow writer and someone that I'm going to be checking in with during November, like checking in my progress, like helping to kind of push each other along to get those extra words and to push toward that goal. And she said something to me today that I thought resonated with this so perfectly. She said, I'm going through a huge taking back my life phase. I'm ready to be me again. And I think that sums up that poem that I wrote three years ago perfectly. That is me ready to be me again. That is me ready to take back my life. Opening that book to the first blank page and starting to write the journey as the journey will come. The journey as it will unfold in the future, in the months and the years to come. That was three years ago today. Three years ago, on October 18th, 2019, I never, never could have imagined that I'd wake up early in my home in Ithaca and I'd make breakfast pizza for my beautiful girlfriend and her daughter even though it was a little bit late because I didn't wake up as early as I'd wanted to because my alarm didn't go off or I didn't set it right. Hard to tell. <laughs> but 2019, Nick, October 18th, 2019, Nick, he, he would have been like, huh, what? You never know what words are going to get filled onto that page. So if you're struggling right now, if you're having difficulty seeing the forest for the trees, if you're having a lot of trouble kind of trying to see where you're going. And I still struggle with this to this day. I still struggle and I still try to figure out where my, is my life going? What am I doing in this life? 
I still struggle and, and, and feel like I'm stuck in place sometimes. Because in some ways I still am. But those pages are still blank. It's not like those pages get ripped out of the book. It's not like those pages get scribbled out over or whatever. All of it is yet still ahead of me. So if you're struggling or whatever you're dealing with, whatever might be going through your mind or whatever and anything in, in between, don't give up. Don't give up on you. Because there is an ocean of time between 2019, Nick, and 2022, Nick. I'm willing to bet that it's probably the same for most of you listening to this as well. Think of all the things that you've done in the last three years. And one thing I wrote when I shared this was, I said, did not ever give up on yourself and did not ever give up on the potential of tomorrow. Now, what does that mean to you when I say that? The potential of tomorrow. Tomorrow, you're going to open that book and you're going to flip it to a brand new blank page. And you're going to get to write whatever you want on that page. Anything and everything that you want, you're going to be able to write it right there on that page. Tomorrow could be the first step in a new journey, whatever that new journey is. Tomorrow you could continue the journey that you're on now. Tomorrow you could decide to make the changes that you've been so afraid to make for so long. Tomorrow can be absolutely anything you want it to be. That's what I mean by potential of tomorrow. Tomorrow's potential is limitless. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so, so much for listening. I love your beautiful faces. And I am so, so grateful that you're taking the time to download this episode today. Wherever you're listening to this, if you want to help the show, the best thing that you can do, wherever you're listening to this, whatever podcast platform, please rate and review the show five stars and share it out there. Help me get more engagement. Help me reach more ears and more hearts. Today, I want to take you guys on a little journey, okay? I want to take you guys on a little journey. We're going to go back to September of 2020. I prepared. I bought six, I believe, six pie pumpkins. This was like one of my very first dates with Rebecca. We went to the cider mill in Endicott, New York. Shout out to my uh, Endicott peeps or my Southern tier peeps. I don't miss much about the Southern tier, but I absolutely miss the cider mill. Best apple cider uh, hands down anywhere that I've ever had ever. I really need to make it there because I haven't made it there at all. I haven't had their cider in a few years now, probably 
I can't even remember when, to be 100% honest. Nevertheless, that's not the point. <laughs> I I had 14 cups. I bought six pie pumpkins that made 14 cups of pumpkin puree. Okay. And I froze most of it at that point in time. I think I kept some of it thought out because I made something pumpkin related. I can't remember what at this point. Some of it went into a pumpkin pie that Thanksgiving. That was Thanksgiving 2020. And that was at Rebecca's apartment. Did I bring pumpkin for? I had to have. Maybe? No? Yes? No? I don't know. Fast forward to 2021. I thought out some more of it and made pumpkin pie. I was like, oh, this is still good. Good. Perfect. Made pumpkin pie for Thanksgiving 2021. Fast forward to about the beginning of this month. So the beginning of this month, I'm like, I really want to get this pumpkin stuff out of the freezer. Number one, because I just really wanted to make more like fresh stuff. But number two, it'd been in the freezer for two years, two years. I'm like, I got to get this stuff out of the freezer. So I took all of it out. I had seven cups left at that point. I'm like, I got to take this out and I got to use it for something. So then I said to the Internet and I just started looking up pumpkin recipes, recipes that include pumpkin in some way or another. Also, I really hate that I keep saying the word pumpkin because I'm probably going to pop so many peas when I'm doing it. That's why we have the windscreen and the pop filter and everything like that. But still, I know I'm going to end up popping some. Nevertheless, I searched through recipes. How you would not believe how many recipes exist for something called pumpkin lasagna. Not, I mean, and, and you think, you think that it's like some kind of like dessert. No, no, no. Savory Italian style lasagna with pumpkin in it. I don't know. I don't know. You, you chat, you guys, anybody, anybody? I, I don't know. I, I, no, I don't know. So eventually in my search, I stumbled upon a recipe for pumpkin thumbprint cookies. Now, reading the reviews of the recipe, everybody was like, this is really cakey. I don't want it to be like a little mini cake. I want like an actual cookie. Well, Rebecca makes legitimately crack on a plate thumbprint cookies. Every holiday, we make an absolute ton of them. And we eat an absolute ton of them. They are amazing. So, 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 so incredible. And I said, I was like, you know what? I bet you anything. I can take her recipe and I can adapt it and I can add pumpkin to it and add pumpkin spice and everything like that. I know basic white girl up in here. <laughs> I can add pumpkin spice and I can add pumpkin to it and I can make something that's dense, that's got good pumpkin-y flavor because here's the thing and i very very strongly feel this if you eat something that's pumpkin spiced but it doesn't have pumpkin in it then i'm sorry you just like cinnamon and nutmeg it's not pumpkin pumpkin needs pumpkin in it okay i'm a purist fight me <laughs> and so i said about so i was like okay i bet you i can do this and then i know we've talked about this on the show a number of times and all of you out there that are listening to this or whatever, you're going to smack yourselves in the head about a dozen times as you listen. And I know this. I know this deep within my heart of hearts. I know, I know, I know so, so much. Baking is like an exact science. You can't, you can't just wholesale start chucking extra things into a recipe for baked goods and expect to have the same results. 
I know this in here. It's in the brainium. It's in there. I just said it to you. I know it. And I knew it when I started preparing this. That said, I just took a cup of pumpkin mash and I hocked it in. Now, I know like when you buy canned pumpkin, I know you can get things like solid pack pumpkin, which has like the moisture and stuff removed from it. For some reason, my brain did not function on that level. And my pumpkin puree is still, it's got a pretty decent amount of water in it still. Okay. So when you add it to a cookie dough, it's immediately going to become a really sticky gloop, basically. And then, and then, and as if it couldn't get worse, it gets worse, chat. I am then wholesale adding flour, 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 flour to try to get it to stop being gloopy. And eventually I hit a point where I think it hits the right consistency. It's not as gloopy anymore. It's not really sticking to my fingers anymore. So I take just, I, 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 I did a tester, took a cookie sheet, one little glob, chucked it in the oven. And out, out of the oven came the most bland, flavorless, gummy, and I mean gummy, I mean like, like it was like, picture this, if you will, in your heads, like all-purpose flour-flavored bubblegum. That was the texture. That was the taste. There's like a hint of cinnamon somewhere in there, too. It was the most god-awful thing ever. So, Nick, I told you guys it gets worse. Nick, because my brain functions on that, no, I will see this through to no matter what end. I was like, maybe if I roll it in the crushed nuts and bake all the cookies, that'll somehow make it better. So I went and nuts are expensive guys and I crush them up and I roll the dough in the, in the, in the, in the, well, you have to roll it in egg white and then you roll it in the nuts and I bake them <laughs> and wouldn't you know it now they were just like pecan crusted all purpose flour flavored gum. It's so terrible. It was still, it was still just one of the worst things I've ever made. One of the worst things I've ever eaten. Thankfully at that point, I said to myself, don't you dare make the cream cheese buttercream frosting. This is Ann Reardon's recipe, by the way, for cream cheese buttercream frosting. I didn't do anything different to it. I love how to cook that. One of my favorite channels on YouTube. I absolutely love Ann Reardon. So, yeah, I I, I was like, don't you dare put this frosting on these cookies because these are garbage. No one's ever going to want to eat these literally ever. Throw them away, please. So I did. I threw them away. And then I reset myself because normally if I have a pretty big kitchen fail and I credit this, Rebecca also credits this to yoga, but I credit it to yoga too, because I've had, I've been so much calmer of mind lately. And I said, you know what? I can do this. I can just take a few minutes to actually activate the brainium, figure it out. How do we do it? There's way too much water content in the actual pumpkin puree cook it out simple as that cook it out cook out the water until your pumpkin is really 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 thick like really 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 thick and then don't just add it wholesale to the dough because then you're still going to be adding more wet ingredients that you're going to have to counter 
So I took shortening out of this recipe and I added the pumpkin, like the cooked down pumpkin puree into it. And I think, I think like the only, the only thing I would do differently is I would add some fat to it when I'm cooking down the pumpkin next time. So you still get more fattiness in the cookie. Cause I think if it needs anything, I think it needs just a little bit more fattiness. I baked one batch of cookies with just crushed pecans. And then I got to the second stage and I was just like, why don't I mix the pecans with cinnamon and sugar? So that's what I did for the second batch of pecans. I mixed it with cinnamon and sugar, baked the second batch of cookies with cinnamon and sugar. As if I have to tell you, the batch that was rolled in the pecans with cinnamon and sugar, much, much better. But both of them were still really, really, really good. Like I said, I really think if I added some butter, if I added any kind of fat, some kind of fat or oil to the pumpkin, I've got to experiment with that a little bit more. But I really, really think that this would have turned out even better if I would have done something like that. But I've been waiting for this for an hour and 45 minutes of recording and and streaming and everything now. But I am totally going to eat it right now because I need to. Now, here's here's another thing about these cookies that is great. Better cold, better chilled, way, way better chilled. I mean, think that that tracks too, because you think about things like pumpkin pie or, or different things like that. Way better chilled, because there's just something about like the the the, the flavor of that pumpkin that really, really kind of comes to life when it's cold versus warm. It's literally, and I, and I mean this very sincerely, it's literally a bite of fall. It's literally, it literally tastes like the fall. You get that pumpkin in there. You get that pumpkin flavor in there, which describing the flavor of pumpkin is kind of strange to people because pumpkin mostly tastes like the spices and everything that you put in it. But pumpkin itself definitely still does have a distinctive flavor. So there definitely is still a distinctive flavor in there that's just kind of lifted and elevated by all those different spices. And then the cream cheese buttercream too was really, like these cookies by themselves are, they're decent, but they're dense and... You know, they're, 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 they're pumpkin-y and they're all these different things. When you add the cream cheese buttercream frosting, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Absolutely comes up. Like I said, it's, it's literally, it's literally fall. Now this episode is going to be coming out in a week or two uh, over on the, over on the podcast feed. Those of you who are watching on stream, I saw, I saw people in there needing these cookies in your life. You do, you do. I promise you, you do. These are amazing beyond any description I'm really, really proud of the fact that I was able to adapt a recipe for something baked on the second try and make something that was really, really, really amazing. And that literally it is a bite of fall. The warmth of all those warm spices, your allspice, your nutmeg, your cinnamon is just heavenly in there. You get that sweet, sweet tanginess of that cream cheese in there. It's perfect. And the pecans too, the nuttiness, the great nuttiness of the pecans and everything on the outside. So you get those different textures playing around in there. The inner cookie itself is dense. It's got a like, not a cakiness to it, but like, it's got almost like a brownie like consistency. Like it's got like a, like a, like a fudgy brownie type of consistency to it. So you've got that. Then you've got that nice, nice crunch of the pecans on the outside. And then you've got that beautiful, smooth, sweet, dreamy luscious cream cheese frosting these i've literally and i've been hitting season four of the show season four and i don't know why this is 
necessarily, but season four of the show, man, I have I have been impressing the heck out of myself in the kitchen. I've been so proud of the things that I've put together in the kitchen. I really, really have. And it's because I've been working really, really hard to try to make these amazing things, to try to make great things in the kitchen. You know, I've really, I really, really have been trying hard to, to, to transcend like the tofu tikka masala that I made took the, basically the tikka masala recipe that, you know, when Dan was on the show for table for two turned out absolutely fantastic. My kids loved it. Rebecca loved it. Avery loved it. Everybody absolutely loved it. And it was nice to be able to make like one of the kind of dishes that I make because my son's a vegetarian. That's why I made it. Uh, It was nice to be able to make a dish that he could enjoy with everybody else. So I didn't have to make him something separate or he didn't have to eat some part of a dish or like half of it or like only these portions of it or whatever. It was nice to be able to cook something that he could eat, too. That is going to do it, ladies and gentlemen, for another episode of Nikolai's Kitchen. I love you, beautiful faces. Thank you again so, so much for taking the time to be here with me today. And if you're not, make sure you tune in, ladies and gentlemen, over at twitch.tv slash Nikolai's Kitchen. Every single one of these episode recordings is being live streamed as well. This is being recorded during a charity live stream to raise money for AFSP, the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Thank you to everybody that's hanging out over in the chat and donating money. We're at $200 of our $250 goal, $200 for suicide prevention, for suicide awareness, which is amazing. Absolutely amazing to me. So I just want to take the opportunity again to thank you so, so much for listening. And thank you so much for coming on this journey with me. Nikolai's Kitchen wouldn't be possible without the contributions of my amazing patrons. Well, thank you so much to Chris, M, and Sam. And a special shout out to my VIP patrons, Krista, Jared, Caleb, Dan, and Bill. Learn more and sign up today at patreon.com slash Kitchen.